Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, September 29th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. Before we get to Jay Book, I'm going to let you guys know about uh, one of our great sponsors. I've been telling you about these guys, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, I love fantasy football. I'm so glad we partners with these guys. We are now in the peak of the NFL season, which means we are in the peak of fantasy season. You already know about our fantasy sponsor, Underdog Sports, but what you don't know yet is that they have a special announcement for our listeners. From now until October 4th, they've increased their deposit match to $500. That means when you download Underdog and make a first deposit, they will double that number up to $500. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game. In Pick'em, you pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. It's so easy to play. Just pick two through five. Stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can 20 extra money by going five for five. They also have Best Ball Mania. If you think you know football, you've got to check this one out. This year's Best Ball Mania has 15 million in total prizes up for grabs, with the winner taking home 3 million. So sign up today with promo code BUCKNUTS and get your first deposit doubled up to $500 until October 4th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with Promo code BUCKNUTS to get your first deposit doubled up to $500. Must be 18 or over and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. All right, let's bring in my guy, Jonah Booker. A lot to get into here. All right. Jay Book, I, you know, they say defense wins championships. We're going to talk about the offense in a moment. Not that the offense is bad. There's certainly some concerns. It's not. It's certainly the most limited offense they've had since at least 2017. Um, is this defense good enough? I don't want to say carry to help carry the Buckeyes to a national championship. What do you see out of this defense? I think they are, Dave. Um, you know, when you look at the the Notre Dame game, before we you know dig into it as far as the defense, you have to just take a step back and say they did their job. They went into Notre Dame at night, an offense that was averaging about 42 and a half points per game. They limit them to 14 points. Now, if you want to roll up your sleeves and talk about what we saw during that game, that's what we're going to do regarding the defense. You have to ask yourself, did Larry Johnson kind of make an error by not getting a JT Tuamalu, Jack Sawyer, Tyleek Williams a blow? Because I don't think Sawyer and JT came off the field. So you're looking at two opposite ends of the spectrum, Dave. Last year, what was the biggest gripe regarding Larry 
is he rotated too much. Ryan Day came into the season saying he wants to shorten the rotation. Well, when you're in a sledgehammer game like that, it is critical to have depth because I thought in the fourth quarter, I started to see guys starting to get a little gas, a little wind, but they dug deep, man. And that's the big thing as a Hall State fan is they dug deep. They found a way to get a stop. So I think if Larry can just find a happy medium, I have no problem with Jack and JT playing a lion's share of the reps. But there needs to be a time where you say, okay, the defense is on the field a lot, especially that third quarter. After Trey's run, the defense was on the field the entire third quarter going into the fourth quarter. At that pivotal moment, I thought it was critical for him to try to get Caden Curry, Kenyatta Jackson, two guys that are um, perfectly capable to get in there. But you want to take a step back to the next level, Dave. And if we're going to be frank, Tommy and Steele did not play well at all that game. That was probably their worst game, you know, together playing alongside each other as Buckeyes. I mean, I think one graded out like in the 30s, one graded out in the 20s if you're to, you know, take the PFF data accordingly. So I think you got, you definitely got to have better play for them. Cody Simon, he did get that fourth down stop. Um, on Hartman, but he was also getting lit up by the tight end by Notre Dame there. I just think you've got to elevate your play at the linebacker play, get those defense linemen a little bit of a rotation so that they can stay fresh the fourth quarter. And I will say this, Dave, what did we hear all offseason about Coach Mick? He took a lot of heat this offseason about the strength and conditioning, the stamina from those guys. Now, you go into Notre Dame, and as long as the defense was on the field for that second half, you have to give him his props to say, hey, those guys were conditioned. Now, you started to see Notre Dame to get some creases there, but at the same time, those, those boys up front, they held up, and they did their job, and they held Notre Dame to 14 points. I'm with you. I feel like they might have the best defense in the country. I'm not saying they're 2021 20, Georgia level. They're not that good, but and they still need to prove it. There's still some holes that we see. They're not stopping the run consistently enough, as people have mentioned in the comments. Um, but overall, I like what I see of this defense. We're going to know a lot after they play Penn State. Penn State looks really good. And Maryland, really, Maryland's offense. I don't know about Maryland's defense, although they do look improved on defense. But Maryland's offense is legit. Yeah. With, uh, with Tunga Vialoa at QB, and now he's veteran. Um, all right, let's talk about this offense. Like I said, this is the most limited they've been since at least 2017. Not breaking news there. They've just been electric. So, Dwayne, the one year of Haskins, both years of Fields, both years of Stroud. Five, uh, you know, in the top five nationally in pretty much every like meaningful category the last five years. Not so much this year. Um, but I don't think they're bad. But the biggest thing I see, obviously, is short yardage problems. Um, and I hate to pick on one guy, but a guy that I touted coming into the year was Donovan Jackson. Like he's going to be, you know, the best guy, the best offensive lineman on the team. I don't know what's going on. He just, maybe he doesn't have that dog in him. I don't know. What, what are you seeing out of Donovan Jackson? What are you seeing out of the short yardage and not just running, even throwing, they can't throw on short yardage. At least Chip got the touchdown. Got to acknowledge right. that. And can this be fixed, Jay Book? It can definitely be fixed. I mean, you go into the off, you go into the bye week, you're feeling pretty good about, you know, being four and oh. Kyle McCourt, I think his game is going to continue to elevate the more reps he get. Um, winning that game the way he did, that's definitely going to bode well for his confidence. Ryan Day usually going to coming out the bye week, they do a lot of self-scouting. They'll get the offense right. I mean, the running, the rushing attack as far as the short yardage, that is something to definitely be concerned about because it's not just a situation to where it's been an issue this year. 
it's been it's been an ongoing issue for the last three years. So it's definitely something that you got to keep an eye on. They they're going to need need to be able to convert those uh, fourth and shorts, third and shorts against Penn State, Michigan coming up. But Donovan Jackson, Dave, if we if we take a step back, you know, and we always do it mid seasons, like okay, who's playing better than expected? Who's playing? you know, lower than expected. Donovan Jackson, unfortunately, is going to be on one of those guys. That he's not playing as well, as you mentioned, that a lot of people thought. I don't know what the issue is for him. The The, the general consensus Dave wanted to the season is he had the potential to be one of the first guards off the board in the NFL draft. The tape that they throw on right now, just throw it out the window. So hopefully he can, you know, take a step back, gather himself, be ready to rock and roll, because they're going to need him, Dave. As they go down this stretch, he's supposed to be one of the most experienced guys on the offensive line, uh, along with Matthew Jones. They need both guys playing at a high level. Matthew Jones is playing great football right now. They just need to get the, the left side, especially the interior. And here's the thing, Dave. Jimmy Simmons took a beating early on. Jimmy Simmons is playing. He's playing pretty solid right now. I mean, he's not, a, he's not Paris Johnson right now. But Jimmy Simmons is holding his own out there. We just need um, Donovan Jackson to start picking his game up. And if they can do that and start really playing cohesive, they can be a lot better. Let's get to a couple of uh, questions we have in here. Um, people that I start here. Because I've been talking about this all week. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Chad on YouTube. Dave and JB, I'd like to know your opinion on OSU using the quarterback sneak like the Eagles do with Hurts. On third and short, I've talked about this ad nauseum. Jay, book the floor is yours. <laughs> I would love to see it. It wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt. I mean, you're right there. Go to go with the rugby push and and try to get that extra yard or so. I mean, you look at the running back sitting nine yards deep in the backfield, coming downhill with a full steam ahead. Um, I would love to see him try to the, the Jalen Hurts Eagles push. But here's the thing. I think everybody in football would love to be as good as the Eagles, even in the NFL when it comes to that short yardage push. Uh, some NFL teams try it. They're not as good, but I would love to see them at least give it a shot. It wouldn't hurt. I know. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And maybe, the, you know, I can't wait to ask Coach Day about it. Of all weeks, this is the week we didn't have a chance to meet with him on Tuesday or Thursday. I don't blame him for taking a mental break. He still did his coach's show yesterday, his call -in. Well, it used to be a call-in show. Now it's just the Ryan Day show or – uh, Jim Lachey and Paul Keels asking questions. Uh, I missed the call-in show. Remember the first couple years with Urban, how cool that mm -hmm. was? The Urban Meyer call-in show. That was really, really cool stuff. Right. People would just call and be like, I love you, Urban. I love you, man. That would turn into like a joke. But there was actually some good good questions, and Urban would answer them. I wish it was still a call-in show. But I digress. I can't wait to hear Coach Day's explanation. I'm sure he's got a good explanation in his mind. And I remember when I asked Urban about it, Urban says, because we don't practice it and we don't want to risk a fumble on something we don't practice. And I was like, I'm ask the follow-up question, well, why don't you practice it? It's the most basic play in football. Anyway, okay. I said I wasn't going to go off, and I did anyway. I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> um, another question here from YouTube. Buckeye80, good morning, Dave and Jay Book. Can the O-line block different in the run game? He also says they need to rotate the linebackers a little bit more. They did play Cody Simon a decent amount. He he graded out the highest of the linebackers. C.J. Hicks right now is – I thought C.J. Hicks would be the third guy. I mean, he'd be the first one to rotate in. Right now he's the fourth guy. Cody's rotating in. Give your thoughts on the backers. And we already talked about the O-line a little bit, if you want to delve into that too, Jay Book. Linebackers, they did not play well enough, Dave. That is not championship-level football. Those guys are just absolutely getting destroyed in a wash 
they were they were getting reached by the Notre Dame offensive lineman. They weren't running sideline to sideline. They were missing keys. It was just a ugly, ugly game from Steele and Tommy. But I have faith that they're going to bounce back. I would definitely like to see C.J. Hicks get a little bit more reps because it couldn't get any worse than grading out as a 29 and 30 percent. Uh, can't get any worse than that. So uh, that's the thing about Jim Knowles, though, Dave. He reverts back to what he knows best. What did he say to the media this year? He was going to do a much better job getting their linebackers rotated. And once the bullets started flying, <laughs> it's not really happening. I thought they put um, C, uh, Cody Simon in there because they were so frustrated with the linebacker play that they threw him out there just to see what he can do. Give him credit. He did make a play. And I will say this, Dave. The offensive line, I don't know if you can just change your blocking schemes midseason. I just think they have to get better at executing it. Um, I do think that this team is much better when they're running downhill in a gap scheme as a part, as opposed to running um, the zone scheme. Because here's the thing. I think Trey's getting better with his vision. Trey's, I think Trey's running the, uh, really well right now. and He's doing extremely well in the zone. The thing is, I don't necessarily know if you have the offense alignment skill set to run a zone scheme like they really want to. I think Donovan, Carson, and Matthew Jones, those guys will bowl a whole lot better if you're able to just fire off the football, get a hat on the hat, and it's toughness versus toughness. Those guys, they do not lack toughness at all. I just think that they need to, they need to get better at their craft. Is it weird that I completely agree that Travion looks really good and his visions, you know, he's got the burst. The one thing he really needed to do a better job of, you know, I guess two things, his vision and then going north-south, you know, as Coach Day's talked, you don't have to try and hit a home run every play. Those will come. Um, he hit one against Notre Dame. Um, is it weird that I think that he's playing really good, but I also want to see Chip get more carries? I want to <laughs> see Chip in there more. I just do. Yeah. I think they're a great one-two punch, man. I mean, they're physical right now. Trey's running – Trey's running well. He's going to be able to give you that home run hitting speed as we saw. And then Chip, he just sees it. He's so patient. He's punishing people. I think Chip right now is a better pass blocker um, than Trey. So that's definitely going to keep him on the field in critical situations. But I wouldn't mind saying if you're going to have 25 carries, Dave, I wouldn't mind seeing it where it's about 15-10 type of split when it comes to the carries. I think both guys can can start here, be a, a thousand yard running back here and Ohio State is fortunate that they have two studs that they can rely on right now I found this funny in the live chat I'm I, I kind of fell for it too RK I kind of saw this out the corner of my eye so why is Fleming being paid a half million I'm like wow Julian Fleming has an NIL deal or NIL deals that reach up to <laughs> $500,000 and then someone even responded seriously they were like because Fleming is our best blocker and our number three receiver like basically like that's the going rate for a dude like him and he's like no no I mean Parker Fleming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I why is Parker Fleming paid a half million to be the special teams coach when they have very, very, very mediocre special teams on being kind? Right. Who knows? I mean, we've we've touched on on Parker Fleming uh, numerous times on this show, Dave, and we've we've both scratched our heads wondering, you know, what the heck is is he doing? This special team is just so so. I'm still waiting for the day for them to be able to flip the field. Think about this, Dave, and before I go on the tangent. We talk about the offense and we talk about, you know, the offense uh, being more efficient. 
How much more efficient could the offense be if you had a special teams that can actually flip the field for them, give them, you know, a better opportunity, a return team and the kickoff return that's going to be able to make some noise, get them in the short field, same thing with the punt. And if they can get that complimentary type of football, I truly believe that can help the offense out immensely. Jay Book and I are going to talk about Jordan Seaton and other matters of uh, football in just a moment. So stick with us. I do have one more read from one of our great sponsors I've been telling you guys about and a great deal you guys can get. Factor Meals. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with a chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to crushing your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 and use code bucknuts50 to get 50% off. That's code bucknuts50 at factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 to get 50% off. I've gotten several packages from them, meals. They're all good. Smoothies, 50% 50 off is a heck of a deal. I recommend it. All right. Jordan Seaton, be nice if the Buckeyes were able to land this young man at an IMG, originally from uh, the D.C. area. And I know he likes Ohio State. He's ranked as the number one interior lineman in the country, number 36 player overall, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Even though he's ranked as an interior lineman, he could play tackle in college, 6'5", 287. He's elite. It was looking good for the Buckeyes for a minute, Jay Book. But now it's like, man, Bama, Florida, Oklahoma, all these, all these schools are in on him. Um, it might be trending away from Ohio State. I'm curious to get your take on this, but um, zero crystal ball pick so far. But uh, what's your vibe on Jordan Seaton? First of all, you got to get him back on campus or get him to campus day for a game. And from what I hear, what I'm hearing, he has all the intentions in the world to make that visit to Ohio State. So that right there has to happen first. I think this weekend he was scheduled to go to Oklahoma. He canceled that. He's going to Tennessee instead to go visit them. And I will say this, Dave, all the money that the NIL collectors have book, bookmarked uh, for the tackle that went to Texas and, and K.J. Bolden and Dylan Stewart, I know they're sitting on a heck of a war chest right now that they have money allocated for some of those high-end guys that they were hoping that they were going to land. Take that money, and I'm not saying go and blow the entire wide, but make a deal that this kid cannot refuse when it comes to NIL to get him into Columbus. Because if he gets, if he gets there, Dave, he's going to be one of those type of kids that's good enough to get him to the two deep. So I would say, just get him on the campus, make him a deal. He can't refuse. You tell him you're going to compete for a national championship, especially when the 12 team playoff comes around. Some of those other teams, they can't say the same thing and just close, man, get them on campus and close the deal. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, it sounds like he's going to visit for the Michigan State game. So that's official visit. That's that's going to be a night game. Um, and breaking news, Michigan State's really, really bad. So that's <laughs> that's, that's going to be a blowout. They'll spend plenty of time to uh, schmooze the, the recruits and their families. Um, all right, another question. This is from Facebook. Marcus on Facebook. What's going on with Tywin Malone? He needs to be playing. What do you think, Jay Book? Well, I would say this. 
I think Tyleek Williams is playing himself into an early draft pick. Tyleek is playing out of his mind right now. I can make a case that Tyleek is playing um, some of the best football when it comes to the entire defensive line right now. So you have Tyleek, you have Mike. Tyleek barely came off the field. Um, and then who, who's the third, Dave? Hamilton. They got Hamilton in there as their three. So right now, when you look at Larry Johnson, he has definitely shortened the rotation when it comes to the defensive line. So he has his top three guys in there. Uh, but I, I wouldn't mind see Taiwan get in there. I think he can do some damage, spell those big guys. You got Maryland coming up after that. Once you, you got Penn State, you got Wisconsin, you got Michigan. That's four games that you're looking at that you're going to need your best. Make sure that those, those top guys are healthy. So as you're playing through the scrubs in the Big Ten, start getting the rotation with the Taiwan Balloons and the Hero Canoes and the Caden Currys, the Kenyatta Jacksons. Get some of those younger guys on the field so that you can limit the wear and tear on your, on your top dogs so that they're ready to go once you have those marquee games coming up. I love Ohio State football, but you know I love watching games, covering games, doing the post game podcast. I love it, but I, you know I'm I'm looking forward to just kicking back and not working tomorrow, watching football <laughs> all day, all night, then getting up early Monday morning or Sunday morning, watching NFL football at nine thirty. I'll actually be doing a radio show in Columbus that starts at nine, but whatever. I'll be actually mostly watching the football game, football, 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 football. I love it. Um, I'm really curious about Michigan at Nebraska. Not that Nebraska's good, but Michigan's been favored by 24 or more in every game this year. And most of them, they've been favored by 30 or more. They're only favored by 17. This is their first road game. I wonder if Nebraska can make this interesting. What do you think? No. <laughs> no. <All> right. <laughs> Nebraska's terrible, Dave. They're, they're not going to do anything. I think uh, Michigan's going to go in there and roll them. That Nebraska offense is awful. It's awful. I mean, I would love to see Michigan just get a game so we can talk some smack to their fans on, on Twitter or X, wherever you wanted to call it, but they're they're awful. Hey, Sue had a great question, Dave, and I don't know the answer. What have you heard about Jahad Carter? Because he oh, hasn't seen – yeah, what have have you heard anything about him? Or um, can you do us a solid once you go um, over there to the press conference? Just ask one of the coaches, like, what's up with Carter? Because I would be curious to know that answer as well. Well, good eye. I'm glad you saw that. Good question from Sue. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely ask specifics. My gut feeling is, if you take the um, what's on my gut feeling, if you take the coaches at their word, Jihad got behind a little bit in camp because he got banged up. Um, but is it? I think it's as simple as Josh Proctor beat him out. I would say that Josh Proctor is playing some great football right now. I really think that's it. Yeah. And and we know Knowles is not – he's rotated a little bit more, but we know Knowles is, is like – especially at safety, it's like he doesn't like to rotate. Like, I think Proctor's the guy. And we saw when Proctor was out, Malik Hartford actually got the start over Carter. But then Malik mm-hmm. Hartford had a couple of iffy plays. I still think he's going to be a future star. He's a true freshman. And then Carter came in and played the, mo- the rest of that game, most of that game. Um so, Sue, I think it's as simple as Josh Proctor beat him out. And I'll, I'll say this, and it's not to uh, not Jahad Carter or anything or his abilities, but when your own homegrown guys are good enough to play and they can hold off a veteran who's coming in, that was what, all ACC, that speaks volumes about your development of your own kids. And I couldn't be happier with the way the secondary is playing right now, Dave. 
And just seeing the way that Proctor's been elevating his game, who would have thought a guy in his sixth year would have come onto the scene, Dave, after being benched after the Notre Dame game, could have easily transfer out? Who would have thought that Josh Proctor would have been playing his best football as a Buckeye as a six-year player, especially all the injuries that he's battled and the testament to that kid for overcoming adversity and fighting like heck, man, to get back on the field. And he took the most of his opportunity, and he's playing at a high level. I got nothing but respect for Josh Proctor. I love it. I love it. I think the key was me not touting him coming into the season, kind of riding him up. Because every <laughs> year I tout Josh Proctor. This is going to be the year Josh Proctor. This is breakout year. It's breakout year. It's coming. I even had an excuse in 2021. It's like, well, he was looking good, and then he got hurt against Oregon. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? He's lost for the season. And then last year, I mean, he he played against Notre Dame for like two plays before uh, Knowles yanked him out of there. And then we didn't see him much the rest of the year. Credit to him. I, I'm i glad. Not that I trashed him or anything. So I don't uh, saying I have to eat my words. But if I am eating my words, great. I am so happy that Josh Proctor looks good. It's good for him. And it's good for the team. And I think that's probably why Jihad Carter is not playing much. All right. Great stuff, as always, from Jay Book. Really appreciate it. The one and only Jonah Booker. Good stuff, as always. Thanks to all the listeners. and questions from our live audience. We appreciate you guys very much. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.